0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And, and I do think overall that the potential there is for artificial intelligence, AI, to um, have most likely a positive effect um, and to create a future of abundance where there is no scarcity of goods and services. Uh, but but it, it is somewhat the, of the, the magic genie problem where if you have a magic genie that can grant all the wishes, um, usually those stories um, don't end well. This is the Debunking Economics Podcast with Steve Keen and Phil Dobby. So
1: how will it all end for Elon Musk, a multi-billionaire with his fingers in many pies, SpaceX, Tesla, social media, AI? Is there any stopping him? And is he good or bad for the planet? Well, he wants to take us off the planet to experience life on Mars, where it's the freakiest show, as the song goes. Uh, So Elon Musk, Steve is a fanboy. I'm not so sure. But what can we learn from him? That's today on the Debunking Economics podcast. So, a very brief biography of Elon Musk, very brief. He was born in South Africa. His parents were loaded, and to his credit, his dad was a politician who opposed apartheid. Uh, Musk moved to Canada, taking out his citizenship before going to university in the U.S., studying economics and physics, before dropping out of Harvard after just two days to start a software company called Zip2, which made online city guides uh, with uh, at least 200,000 people. Dollars in seed money coming from his dad, who he doesn't talk to anymore. Thanks, Dad. Uh, he was uh, bought by Compaq Computers, or his company was, for $300 million four years later. This was 1999. And he started a bank called X.com. Yes, that letter X, which would eventually become PayPal, which was sold to eBay for, well, his is where he made his money, $1.5 billion in 2002. And he used $100 million of that money to st- set up SpaceX, Two years later, he became an early investor in Tesla, then became its chairman, then CEO, and then principal architect. Since then, of course, well, he's had his fingers in many pies. Hyperloop, Starlink, the the low-orbit satellites, the Boring Company, which makes tunnels, OpenAI and Neuralink, which links brains to computers. Uh, And, of course, uh, he is doing his best to destroy Twitter as well. Uh, Despite all of this genius, uh, he clearly can't figure out how to put on a condom because he's got 10 children through various women, uh, some of which he was married to, some of which he wasn't, uh, and none of which he is currently married to. So, Steve... Is he a genius or is he a, just a bit of a twat or is he uh, – <laughs> he can be both, of I, I,
0: course. But you love him, don't you? He can he can, he can, can be both. And this is the thing that I find – and I've got a lot of friends who are very anti-Musk and very, others very pro, some ending up in what you – know, you see a lot of YouTubers who are fundamentally Muscovites in that sense and others who criticize him for his personal attribution. Now, I, I think Musk – he did it badly because he's a terrible actor, um, but he did it – well, in the sense he actually said it on Saturday Night Live when he hosted the show, he said, You wanted me to do all this and be normal? Yeah. Um, so to, to actually end up doing the, the crazy, uh, creative things that he's done. Um, the, the very nature, the very sort of personality you've got to have to do that makes you different. But he is Lewis cannon, a loose cannon, that's for sure, isn't he? Loose cannon. He's also what, what, What's his his um, Asperger's Disease. Did you mention yeah, yeah. Asperger did, in the yeah. introduction? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, I didn't mention so, it in the
1: intro, but yeah, absolutely. That's, that's part and parcel. You know, some people would say uh, it is a benefit, but I mean, it's is he a man with good ideas or crazy ideas? So some of his ideas work. Some of his some of his yeah. ideas don't, obviously.
0: But but I but the thing is, he's the ideas that he has has had that I have immense respect for are rockets that land on their asses, and people have no idea how complicated that is. Not saying that he did the mathematics to work out the equation that managed to have that happen, but to have the obje- to have the objective that, that occurs reduces the cost of space travel by doing one and two orders of magnitude and that is huge in terms of our capacity ultimately if you get off planet which is something and we'll talk about that in the rest of the show you see that was done that was done really years critical. ago on Thunderbirds I grew up watching rockets
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly I, I'm sure that's where it got yeah. it from and I can see why you like it well, as well because he's a big fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy so uh, you
0: know well that's important I, f- I feel like I mean, if you, if you do don't understand that you'd, 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 yeah, I don't care how weird you are if you don't like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy you're not in my. you not in my universe. Um, so yeah, but if you look at what he's uh, what he's done with his money, oh, look, let's compare him to, on- to the top entrepreneurs. This is what people do. Look, one of my best mates in Australia is totally anti Musk, and uh, says he won't buy. He's a, he's, a, he's a petrol head who won't buy a Musk electric car because it's made by Musk. Right. So well, you, like, put me in that camp what?
1: because I've just bought a Volvo electric, uh, and I could have um, I could have bought a Tesla. But I chose Volvo mm-hmm. because it's not a Tesla. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I, I, there you go. Okay. But also, yeah. actually, um,
1: actually, and this is sort of my point. I'm sorry interrupting your point. We're going off at a tangent already. But, well, Lauren, but this is a tangential topic. <laughs> it is a tangential topic. We will be all over the place today. But I didn't buy a Tesla because actually, they, have, they uh, strangely look a little bit outdated now. I mean, there's a bit, there's a lot more sa- style to the new Volvos than there is to Tesla. I got into Tesla and I thought, mm, is that it? It just looks a bit uh, empty in here. Um, you know, and the and the gadgetry and uh, sophistication within the Volvo now is probably just as good, if not better,
0: and performs just as well as the as the Tesla. So he's lost some of his edge. Well, and this is also partly design philosophy, absolutely minimalism. one of his one of his favourite sayings is the best part is no part, and to some extent saying hey, everything you need is in the console. What else do you need on the? But that also can allow some cheap construction, which I've seen people complain about in some videos on it and so on. Uh, and also like we've, we've got used to the idea of flashy dials being what gives you the idea of a, of a top user interface. Now again, there are, I, mean, there are, I know like one example that one of my friends complains about and I can understand why. You've got to go through the screen to open the glove box. I said, "Why not? Why?" But think the thing—the best part is no part. There's no button needed, uh, but but there's you know there's something which enabled you to do it in one touch rather than two, because you had to do something on the screen. Then you got the glove box. And so there's elements like that. Yes, I can agree with people complaining about those issues. But I want to kind of come back to the? Let's put him in context, and context means billionaires. So what billionaires could we compare him to? Warren Musk. I was I saw Warren, I was a Warren, Buffett, me. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, Warren yeah. Buffett, okay. <laughs> brilliant stock, a br- child. Brilliant stock uh, uh, market uh, at work and basically going against the efficient markets hypothesis because he said, if that's right, I can't make money. It's wrong, so I'll make money. And he definitely won that particular argument. Um, Gates, who gave us Microsoft, and I'll come back to Gates in a moment about whether he was particularly creative and what he did there or not um, – be- Bezos, okay, for Amazon, and Zuckerberg, and then Musk. So let's try those five. Now, what is one thing which stand- makes Musk completely different to those other four? Well, I mean, the super. others had a great idea and then just
1: went with it. So setting up windows.
0: Manufacturing. And building up
1: Microsoft. Manufacturing. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, moved he's, he's
0: moved into many different he's areas. He's the only entrepreneur who's so come up with new ideas well, okay. in manufacturing. And builds them. And builds them. Yeah, okay. yeah. Now, how many? Okay, you mentioned Tesla, of course, electric cars. Now, he didn't start the Tesla company, and there's all sorts of controversy over what happened in, inside there. I tend to lean with his interpretation rather than the others, but that's by the by. SpaceX, and that and that's that rockets uh, came about because he went to buy them off the Russians. <laughs> I think he had a Russian spit on his shoe. I think that's the story. And then he worked back on the way back that if they could potentially manufacture themselves, and since we now have by far the world's most successful rocket company, the Boring Company, which is... Uh, a uh, very trivial um penetration into the market so far but it's there's something essential about it which again I'll I'll get on to um, to try to put well, that some- was that
1: was that was the, the boring company it was really to dig the tunnels for his hyperloop, wasn't it? Wasn't that a big big part yeah. of the motivation? Well, the, there? The,
0: the, lot, it, that was one potential, but the hyperloop was also supposed to go above ground. But the hyperloop hasn't, hasn't gone in, pardon the pun, hasn't gone anywhere. There's one Chinese company which is getting close to it, but the tolerances involved in that I think are crazy, particularly on a planet with tectonic plate movements. I can't see how they could build it to cope. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, but, but the boring company is essential for something else we haven't yet mentioned. And then the robot, he's now working on the Tesla Optimus, it's called at the moment, uh, which is by far, far from the first robot, but it's the first one with 11 degrees of freedom for its hands. In the fact that, and I don't know how you, I mean, you'd need to see the mathematics to say, well, they say 11 degrees, all the different ways the fingers and the joints and wrists and thumbs can move. But it means it's got hands which have identical functionality and design to a human hand. Um, whereas the the other rival company in that spectrum, which is the, and I've got to think of its name now, the, uh, the one with the jumping, leaping, uh, uh, spinning robot and the dog, the dog, Boston, Boston Dynamics, uh, it has a three fingered hand. And all three are opposable, which is another way of Going about it, but it's not the same physical dexterity and physical shape as a human hand. Right. So he's developed, um, so
1: he's developed the first robot that can masturbate. Is what you're saying, basically?
0: Well, I mean, he doesn't obviously he doesn't do it himself. He's got too many girlfriends. Uh, but but uh, yeah, that's a feasible interpretation. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so, that, so that, that, that's not just one physical thing, but four significant physical uh, inventions that he's made and the manufacturing involved. None of the others have done that. So, and and so is he um, doing one, this himself?
1: How much of this – or is he coming up with the idea – what, what's, a, what, it has, what's his, it what's his, his expertise?
0: To, it, it, it has to be a bit of both because you've got to be able to answer the engineering questions. And this run, if you want to get a, a good handle on it from somebody who's a consummate engineer, there's a guy, I can't think of his last name right now, but Sandy, uh, who's a, a, a famous uh, American a motor, um, motor man, man, uh, engineer who's worked for numerous companies and has been for a long, long time. He's the design a studio that most of the other companies go to to get their ideas vetted and and analysed and so, so on, and he's blown away with the level of knowledge that Musk has from his engineering. And this gave again came back to one of my obsessions: we need this country, we need a planet run by engineers, not by bloody economists, politicians, and all. Well, so here's
1: the interesting thing: so he did physics, didn't he, at degree level? I don't, I, I, and he studied, and he didn't go beyond degree, uh, and he studied economics as well. So he studied those two. It was subjects. a mistake.
0: That well, was because well, he certainly got the hang of one of them, but not the other one. I think. Well, he has, in one sense, and the fact that he also has to work out what the break-even point is, and whether you can get down to the stage where you can build a factory that produces and output and is profitable, because it has to be able to produce more than the break-even point and market that amount. Well, but my so kids don't, got, My kids are, you
1: know, under sixteen. They do. They they did break-even point for their GCSEs. So, you know, that's a, that's that's relatively. You don't need three years to work but, out. But, but anyway,
0: they back to the engineering. You have to have a, a fair degree of engineering knowledge. Not to pardon the French. Can't you just fuck up on this program? Yeah, yeah we might as well okay. go for okay. broke. Uh, we've already okay, talked we about masturbation, broke. so, you know, we've, there you go. it's open slather yeah, okay. well, this week. You can have somebody who doesn't understand the engineering fucking up what the engineers end up doing. Mm. And I've seen that in the software industry so many times. So my favorite example there is the guy who gave us the world's first sh- uh, personal-level relational uh, database was Wayne Ratliff, who, wrote, who was a NASA engineer who wrote DBASE as it was known, DBASE base 2, uh, literally, as a way to make money out of the football pools. Uh, he sort of thought of artificial intelligence back in the 19, late 1970s, early 1980s. And his company was, his, his product dominated the market and was screwed completely by a bunch of managers who said, no, no, don't try to improve the relational side of the thing, just add more databases. DBase is now dead. The program they've Rat- 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 wanted to make never got commercial. Uh, grounding, but he was making the right decision, and he when I met him uh, and I was back on the days when I was a computer journalist, he was fuming about bloody MBAs and what they do to manufacturing companies or to design centers like um, like designing software so musk has to have the engineering now to listen to his engineers properly and and, and make the right decisions, even if he doesn 't do the mathematics himself, which to a fair degree I understand he does have the capability for so but what you 've had is Successful and the world's this is the first successful new car company in certainly in America, the first in almost a century with electric, which which changes that whole market. You do have the world's first and still only rocket that can land on after you come back and land without destroying the booster. And people don't, I think a lot of people don't realize what's going on there. The each engine in the Falcon 9 has enough power to lift the Falcon 9 with only a small amount of fuel in it and it can't be throttled down below that level. So to land, as it does, it has to completely exhaust its fuel as it touches down. You've got to coordinate the use of the fuel and the point of landing perfectly because if you're, if you're half a second too early, then you're going to hit the ground too hard. If you're half a second too late, you're going to take off a bit and then fall down and you haven't got any power to control yourself, so you, know, you smash. So to get it precisely to the point that it lands as it runs out of fuel – is non-trivial engineering. And whether he's responsible for it or, or the actual mathematics of that or not, or you know, a whole team inside SpaceX more likely, that's a significant engineering challenge. And people seem to have no idea of what goes into doing engineering. So on that front, uh, I put him well above the other, uh, the right. other handful. So that sounds, because- uh, yeah, and that's uh, absolutely. I mean,
1: there are there are negatives as well. Of course, we'll uh, you yeah. know, uh, look, explore a lot of those. One of them is, you know, the others, the, all, all of the others you mentioned are quite benevolent. He's not at all. In fact, you know, he was. he's opposed, for example, oh. any any attempt to tax wealth because he sees that, you know, if you've made the money, you should be able to hang on to it. So he's not uh, – he's, you know, he might see himself as being benevolent in these uh, – he's gifted all of these inventions to society. But he's not benevolent
0: in that, you know, he doesn't really care too much about poor people, I don't <laughs> think. I, I, I'd have to give Buffett some credit on that front because Buffett is the one who came up with the idea He you give it all the way before you – uh, before you die or virtually all of it. And he still lives in, in – I haven't I haven't been to Omaha, but I believe he still lives in a very modest like three-bedroom style house there. So he hasn't gone for the ost- ostentatious lifestyle either. Um, so, yeah, but I'm not going to let Gates get away with that um, because I want to come back to the the actual design. Now, people, people credit Gates with Microsoft. Yeah, I spent 30 years as a – about 30, 20, 20 years as a software reviewer. And I saw Microsoft wipe out good products all the time, replacing them with shitty ones. And But, but the thing interesting, the thing which gave MS-DOS, uh, gave Microsoft a start was the operating system for the PC software, PC-DOS. And thing, he didn't write it. The, the, the story behind it is that there was another program called QDOS, and wait for it, QDOS stands for Quick and Dirty Operating System, which was designed by another engineer to make a, to control an arcade game. And when Gates found it that either he or or his programmers couldn't pull off the design. They managed to persuade this guy to to, to write it for them for a fee. I think it's something like ten thousand dollars back at the time. That was that was like you know maybe one hundred and fifty thousand dollars now. But they didn't innovate that. That was something innovated by somebody he purchased into the company. And then you had so many programs that were, I think, genuinely innovative. Like, for example, my favorite uh, databases. One was called Zim, which uses what's called the Entity Relationship Model. Uh, and that was just getting its foothold uh, at the same time as Microsoft came out with Access. The other one I like is one called Advanced Revelation, uh, and 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 that became op- Open Insight, and that was making the transition to Windows at the same time. That uses what's called the PIC, uh, PIC database operating, uh, PIC database structure, which is far superior to the flat table system. Access came along, and nobody bothered buying databases anymore, and it crueled the entire Industry, so I have to see Gates's contributions in terms of innovation that could have occurred with him, with him and without him. I think is a net negative, right?
1: But he's doing good now, though, isn't he? I mean, he is. He is. You can't say he's not benevolent in his in his old age.
0: Yeah, okay, but 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 apart from obviously
1: trying to implant stuff into uh, into ourselves. That's uh, right.
0: The, the viruses and the five G towers and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's behind all of that. Obviously. Hello but, out there.
1: Yeah. Yep, they're listening, Steve. They're listening to us.
0: Yeah, um, but but in, in terms of creativity, I don't rank it. As an entrepreneur, I reckon somebody who organised a a successful commercial invasion of what used to be largely open source mentality in computing at the time. He he was he was the one who who managed to wipe out all the rival innovations to get us to the stage where it dominates. And over time, the pro, the, you know, I've got to give Microsoft credit for improving the quality of the software over time. So I, when I first wrote my first review of Word, it was so critical that the the, the distributors uh, sent 61 objections to my review, to the magazine I wrote it for. And every last six, every last one of the 61 objections they made, I could counter. Um, for example, this is a fun one. When you wanted to save a file, you, what do you do? You hold down the control key and type the letter S, Correct. Okay. You type in Microsoft Word. You got which which style question mark? They used the Control S, which was their standard, so that you, in in Word, so that you rather than saving the file, you had to say which 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 uh, paragraph style you wanted to impose and type it in. Right. Holy shit. Well, yeah. that was a while anyway, ago, wasn't so, it? Anyway, let's get back to Elon Musk. So yeah, yeah. so okay, I mean, okay, okay. absolutely. Okay. So, so, he's, so is genu- he genuine innovations in manufacturing which rules out the other file. Right. So me. is he a genius? Uh Coming up with new ideas or coming up with ideas that nobody else thought was feasible and pulling it off, um, that is when you get beyond the stage of of being – like when you create a whole new field, he's definitely an innovator. and If you come down to looking at Schumpeter's definition of what an entrepreneur is, uh, it starts off being somebody who's got a good idea but no money. Now, effectively, the stories about his father's wealth, I think, are a bit like Mark Twain's death at the time—a bit exaggerated. He certainly has a—you know—I don't think he got to start by being wealthy in the first place. He's managed to make his investment out of Zip2 and then PayPal and made a fortune out of that. So he managed to get the idea by innovation rather than borrowing from a bank, which was Schumpeter's vision of an entrepreneur. But good ideas, definitely, and and carrying through on them, definitely. And and the, the thing with the unifying concept that I can see behind all the ideas, guess what it is? they're a bit out there establishing a play base on Mars okay here we go you need you need <laughs> electric cars okay there's no good, there's no air to burn the cars have to be electric okay so let's so to. let's talk about all of that out of this world stuff in just a second yep. when we come back okay. uh,
1: after after the break Debunking Economics Podcast uh, you are listening to the world's number one Elon Musk fanboy mm. uh, and <laughs> and he will be expounding more theories about how fantastic he is uh, after the break you are me
0: This is the Debunking Economics Podcast with Steve Keen and Phil Dobby.
1: Okay, so Elon Musk we heard in the first part. Steve thinks he's fabulous because he is an innovator. He's a manufacturer, unlike all the other uh, multibillionaires that we've seen uh, who basically make software uh, by and large these days. Uh, and, of course, AI is a big part and parcel of all of this as well. Is he going to have a quite, quite a profound influence in the, in the AI world? He is, of course, experimenting with trying to connect our brains to computer software as well. I find that a bit scary, the idea that I'd have something in my head... That comes from Elon Musk. I might, uh, yeah, I
0: presume. You, I, would you, would you, would, Can you, can you help the audience here by popping up on screen now and taking your lenses out? <laughs> okay, so I do. Yeah, but those are. Oh, touche, touche, <laughs> you deserve that. Those who don't know, go, uh, Phil is now working with artificial lenses in his eyes, which he absolutely raves about. Yeah, I know, so but they are just a, 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 there's no functioning
1: part to them. They are just a lens that's been stuck in. Mm. I mean, it's not, I, I don't turn my ear and, uh, you know, rewind uh, what I've just seen or it's, it's not as far as I'm aware, it's not being transmitted anywhere and used uh, to you know, as a. I, I'm not going to be appearing on uh, on channel five anytime soon. This is Phil Dobby's secret no. life that he doesn't like, know it, about.
0: It is a bit scary, I will, I will agree, it's a bit scary, mm. but uh, at the same time, um, the amount of the the, the main barrier between us and the computer is the interface itself we've got this incredible type processing technology which we're expressing using a keyboard which is designed to slow down typists on mechanical typewriters almost a century ago if not more so i can understand the idea you and, and you can you know you wish to make it feasible to control mechanical devices without having to do anything mechanical to them um, and but, but again and that and i've i've known people with you know people with serious Physical disabilities who can't operate machines like we operate them, and this is being targeted at those people at the moment. They've, you know, they've got the Stephen Hawking style life as as far as they can go. But the unifying concept behind all of this stuff is to get a base on Mars. Yeah. So you, tell me about that then. So he doesn't cause, well, you, you've got to have rockets to get there. That's number one. Yeah. Okay, so yep. You can't you can't get around on the surface of Mars with a with a petrol car. You've got to have an electric car. Okay. You can't stay on the surface of Mars. You've got to dig tunnels, okay? And you don't want to have humans going out operating an environment. You want to have robots, which have got dexterous hands and can do the same delicate stuff that that um, that that humans can do with eleven degrees of freedom. So, so all this stuff, right? You no, know, so
1: I know like, most of my friends have moved out of London for a better life. What's the um? You know, now I live in Surrey. What's What's the motivation for moving to Mars, exactly?
0: I don't know his motivation. His, basically, is the space the space thing. You know, we read about this in science fiction books. Why aren't we experiencing it? Hint back to Elon Musk. But what, what, what good what not,
1: good does it do the uh, humankind or the planet or the people who go there? What's, what's, the, what's the main purpose, apart from the fact he sees it as a challenge?
0: In my, well, I don't know whether he's thinking this, but mine is this, survival of human civilization. Right, but if we Very. had to live
1: on Mars, we'd go, well, what's the point, wouldn't you?
0: No, no. It's, people would have said the same about going to America 500 years ago. Well, that's a good um, point. Okay. It's, it's – it's, <laughs> ultimately, if, if we <laughs> – okay, well, it's a good point now because of the shit the Americans did. Okay. But, <laughs> Apologies
1: uh, to our American listeners. I'm only, I'm only joking, just, of course.
0: He's been to America recently and uh, experienced the, the worst of Chicago, didn't you? No, oh, Chicago's just a shithole, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. Look, okay, carry on. on. Sorry. Okay, if, if we don't, we, one, one thing we have learned through the last quarter millennium of a fossil-fueled civilization is that, and among the many things we've learned, we know that the sun will expand until such a point that the Radiation it gives off. Forget about global warming. Forget about anything humans do. Will boil the surface of the planet, and that's in in the order. It's 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 in the order of the not not to the time to the dinosaurs. About five times as long as that, roughly. Uh, but we know that if we don't do something, all the life on this planet will be eliminated at some time in the in the yeah you know, within, within the lifetime of the planet so far, which is about four four point 4. six billion years. Uh, within less than another twenty percent life will not exist on this planet. So if we truly care about life, we have to get off planet at some point. And why not now?
1: Yeah, or, or, or well, because life on Mars would be, first of all, it would be very expensive. It would consume a lot of resources that we could be spending on other things and 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 it and there's you know literally no atmosphere i mean what what is the point of living if you're going to live on mars you can't go outside you can't uh, there's no there's no, is the no, there's point no, of no...
0: living on earth if, what is the, this is my perspective what's the point of living on earth if we to make it uninhabitable for well humans there we are that's my point, that, that,
1: that's my point. exactly none at all but, but, but then the human race finishes i mean there's why why that's why, that, perpetu- that, why that perpetuate could... human life if there's really no point in living
0: I'm going to leave a bit of a pause there. I'm really quite surprised what you're arguing. If we, I, well, I because it's going to be generations beyond me. But I mean, it, no, no it, could it could be this generation. It right. could be this generation. Okay, this is the point that why I'm working in climate change. So we're going to get to Mars in this generation. Potentially. Going to have a, One generation a is 25 of... years. So I think we won't make it. I think we'll wipe out our capacity to have advanced civilization on this planet before he gets there. Okay? I truly, unfortunately, if they asked me to, to gamble whether humanity is going to make it to the point where we get off planet before we destroy the habitability of this planet, I would bet against that. I think we're facing what science people uh, call the great filter. And I think it was Enrico Fermi who first asked the question, uh, where is everybody? Where is everybody? An advanced civilization would be able to populate the entire galaxy in a matter of a couple of, you know, hundreds, it would take a million or two million years uh, for an advanced civilization to be able to be over the entire galaxy, traveling at less than relativistic speeds. So the fact we didn't find anybody said, well, what goes on? And one of the answers was, well, maybe there's a great filter, something which stops intelligent life getting to the point where it can leave the planet. And I think we are facing that great filter. It's called climate change. And I'm very skeptical that we will survive it. But if we do, if we don't survive it here, the only way we can hang on to the knowledge we've accumulated is by getting off this planet. By going the somewhere same, where, the, where the climate is even
1: more inhospitable.
0: Yes, in because that if you, you can't... don't take care of things on Mars, you die. Yeah, well, you uh, have to. You you have to. You, first of all, you've got to create your environment on Mars, and secondly, you have to respect it. So now, if you had, we, to, if you had it, to live underground on Mars uh, and create your
1: own oxygen to survive, why couldn't you just? And and the Earth is. In uninhabitable, why couldn't you just live underground on the earth? Why do you need to go all the way because to Mars? Because people to do it? would
0: find out where you are and kill you and take it over. I mean, we. I think we just have, I mean, I have become more and more cynical about the lack of capacities of humanity over time. Uh, and I look forward to seeing if we start seeing climatic breakdown. What we're going to do is not do the correct thing and stop consuming coal and reduce oil and, and, and start rationing. We're going to start killing each other to get the remaining resources. Well, I could see now I if mean, you if you we've... if you put a bank bunker on Earth, somebody will find it, kill you, and throw you out, and then they'll be killed by the next person who comes along, and the next uh, person that'll inhabit that will have two legs, two uh, two legs, two hands, and tail, and be called a kangaroo. Right. So I can see why.
1: So you you want to be on this ship with Elon trying to escape? Well, I've done so, to escape. Well, you know, well. you're well, escape, okay, escaping okay. from the planet. Or you're escaping from humankind. So. We're saying we want. So we're saying knowledge. we're saying on the one side we're saying we want to su- we want the human race to survive. On the other side we're saying we, we want to escape the human race.
0: Well, what I want to say won't escape the foil the, the 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 foibles of the human race, and those foibles are to be more focused on fighting each other than than preserving life on this planet, which is what we've ended up doing. If you look at the history, I mean, I just had a bit of fun. I left Budapest uh, last week for the. Um, uh, for the final time after my six-month stint there working at the Budapest Centre for Long-Term Sustainability. Very enjoyable. And I did something I wanted to do, but I hadn't made time for, which is go and visit the catacombs in which they apparently held uh, 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 Count Count Dracula, Vlad the Impaler, uh, for 20 or 30 years of his life. So I went down and had a look at it. Now, the entire history, just, I didn't need to see this, but it's a nice reminder. So-and-so invaded so-and-so. Somebody else put the, the forces to stop so-and-so invading so-and-so. It was just a litany of our, of our warfare against each other. Mm. And we've done that without regard to the- And we, we are. Yeah. And, and are we you? ignore the other animals no. on the planet. We, just, you know, we, we don't even think about the ones we've driven extinct. Uh, we then breed the ones we want to eat. There's no respect for human life and no respect for life itself, in the culture we've developed on this planet. Now, if you applied the same rules on Mars, you would be over in a week. The only way that Mars is gonna survive as a colony, self-supporting, would be to have absolute respect for life, absolute respect for the environment, and absolute respect for the knowledge we've accumulated, the technology that we've accumulated over the last 250 years in particular. So yeah, I but see you, but that you're still humans. So uh, so you, yeah, you so you sure say, human, anyway. But, but listen anyway. We we'd 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 learn be, a different <laughs> lesson.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the lesson would be that if you've got a whole load of people in a confined space, they're all going to go crazy and they're all going to kill each other anyway. If you get, to get it, that right, I mean, you would just spend a t- Well, well you have got to change human nature. Maybe uh, that's why. Maybe that's why he's putting the chips in our brains so we
0: don't think too much about killing each other. This maybe is public that I see so often. If you're an engineer, you've got to keep on working each of these elements out. So, for example, but you're using resources to use using resources to do it. So oh, the beginning on hang on, hang, you could- hang on. You're using resources for how long? You're using up resources to put them in a ship and send them to another planet. Now, once you've done that, unless you can produce the same stuff on that other planet, you're not going to be taking any resources from here anymore. In fact, if you continue to taking resources off the planet now, your project would be a failure because as soon as that stream shut down, so would yours. Colony. It has to be self-supporting. So it's a case of creating enough resources to enable the base to be established and then grow from that point. And then, if, and, and so that's so. Forget about but, the res- this so. Is these to,
1: are your thoughts. I don't think this is Elon Musk's thinking, is it? So, because, I mean, he. Yes, he is. So, Elon but Musk. But said, not about Elon, climate
0: change. He's, sorry, he's wrong about climate change. I've seen. Yeah, well, him he's, I, know he's
1: wrong I, on that. Yeah, and, and also believes that there's limit, li, uh, limitless resources if we, you know, if we apply it right. So, in the in the introduction, uh, I played a clip from uh, him talking at Rishi Sunak's uh, one-day distraction event that he held. Mm. Uh, and, you know, trying to uh, avoid people realizing just how unpopular he is as a prime minister. And uh, and Elon Musk was there saying, talking about artificial intelligence and saying that, you know, with artificial intelligence, we have this ability to be able to do anything, you know, uh, irrespective of resources. That's
0: uh, nonsense. Well, again, That's like nonsense. even on that front, you should realize that because you, you don't have you putting energy into the machine. Well, that, this is the thing. I, 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 He's not as stupid as most people I know who've studied economics, put it that way. But, yeah, but there's some – and off with the fairy stuff about population having to continue growing Yeah, his own Off, off with the fairy stuff. You, you've just been talking about going In to Mars. The only way uh, – <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to make – through the Great Filter, uh, which I see as being climate change unless we have an outpost which can hang on to the technology, because what Nate Hagens calls the great simplification is going to happen on this planet. We don't realise how incredibly important the scale of our operations are for the nature of our operations. So the, you know, we're, we're talking through computers using microchips that are sourced from sand that comes from somewhere in north of Scotland, Um, You know, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and so when you were talking about, the the thought going through my head when you were talking
1: about how the interface with a computer is a keyboard and that slows everything down, in my mind I was thinking, Mm. that's not such a bad thing, is it? You know, because as as we try and do more and more, we are ultimately going to use more resources. You know, we so artificial intelligence, for example, in itself, and we talked about this in the past, is a big use of resources. It's it's it has to use yeah, and it's you know, energy ramping up server farms yeah. to do stuff that probably and, isn't and, that important, but we do it because it can be done. And I wonder whether there's right. there's and a bit that, of an element
0: of that within Elon Musk
1: that he does stuff that can be done, but is it the right thing to do? Is the question?
0: Well, it, I, and this is when I don't care whether he's got the right idea in his head or not, so long as he gets to Mars a bit like the attitude that Deng Xiaoping had to cats. It doesn't matter whether the cat's black or white as long as it catches mice. My version of catching mice is getting a self-sustaining outpost on Mars so that when, not if, it's going to be when, we totally fuck up this planet for human civilization, and we become religiously anti-technology, which I can see happening in the future, and burn down anything remaining and persecute anybody who tries to learn. I can really say that being the culture we have up on the planet. At least there'll be a place on on Mars, or at least there could have been. I don't think we'll get there. There could have been a place on Mars where if you didn't have technology, you couldn't survive. So to me, they were going to be like the the monasteries of the the Dark Ages, hanging on to knowledge as the knowledge of the Roman Empire was lost uh, in those areas after its collapse. So that's the, long, the long-term, the real reason I support Musk is I share that dream, and I think it unfortunately is going to be a dream, about having a civilization off-planet, which means when we, if and when, and I forget about the if, it's, it's now when, we destroy the capacity for civilization, industrial civilization on this planet, there's another outpost which can maintain it and ultimately repair the damage we do to this planet and then make sure we don't make those same mistakes in the future of fighting ourselves rather than trying to preserve life, which if we're the intelligent species on this planet, that should be our first objective. So I've just come out with this great conspiracy theory.
1: Do you think he's uh, you know, trying to push ahead with his Mars project by making sure that we are all going at loggerheads against each other? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why he's bought Twitter, because he's doing everything he can <laughs> to make sure Twitter is the most violent uh, online social media site where unpoliced where people can say the most horrific things unchallenged and uh, you know just to add extra animosity to society maybe we do need to go to Mars just to get away from Twitter or or
0: X it's not a bad thought okay I can can second that
1: (laughs) Because <laughs> that's what he's done to it. But also, just, and this is, you know, this is very banal talking to, compared to what you're talking about. But I mean, just one question I want to ask before we go. I'm wondering whether he is, you know, maybe he is a genius or maybe he's, I mean, he's certainly a good engineer, isn't he? And, 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 yeah. and so that, you know, we can agree on that. He's lousy when it comes to uh, uh, marketing and computer interfaces, human interfaces. So I'm surprised. I mean, the only reason that PayPal did so well. Hmm. It's because it was the first in the field.
0: It was a dog to use. It's a dog to use. Like, for example, they're still sending me messages to update my um, my account through my mother's, my dead mother's landline. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and I can't the, change it. Yeah. yeah? I know no. the processes, The because there's a myriad
1: of processes. Anyone who's yeah. worked in the uh online space knows that. There's a uh, you know, the online application space, myriad of that uh, have some sort of consumer interaction, a myriad of possible use cases uh, that you have to accommodate. And I don't think they've been through that whole process at all in PayPal. Because it I mean so it's surprising you got so far with that. With X, mm. I mean it's just the stuff that you could do before. I mean first of all, just the name X. He had a brand uh, he had a verb yes, I a brand that was, a, a, brand that was a verb. Like, like, so I, yeah. I, I use TweetDeck. Uh, which I now have to pay for, which is why I've got a blue tick, which I don't like very much. But I use I've used TweetDeck because I can bookmark and it's easy to share stuff uh, and follow stuff. Um, so to find TweetDeck, it's now called X Pro. Uh, if you type X Pro into uh, Google. <laughs> He doesn't, a, even, he doesn't even come up. I've got, I've got a I've got a type in tweet deck. I can wonder and why. In.
0: Yeah. What sort of X are you after?
1: Male, female? Boy? Well, there we are. You see, you got to make sure you got your safe search turned on. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's so the and then you know and then it's broken. You know, I'm paying for stuff that just can't do stuff that it used to do. Because for an engineer, because he sacked everyone, no one's maintaining it. So he's not uh, he's not very good at that. And then you know the Tesla. Uh, you know, China is now, you know, what's the company in China now that's making loads of cars and making twice as many, uh, twice as much money as Tesla now? BYD, that's the one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so I think Tesla's days probably, you know, as market dominance are going to disappear as well. And that's because um, he's not a CEO. He's a scientist. And you need somebody who's Looking at the market competition and tweaking stuff, he might be great at the innovation, but you need to tweak it and make it better, and look at the competitor. And all those moves are quite small, and he's not capable. You know, that's manda- that, he would see all that as quite mundane and a waste of his time. So he's, he's. I think he's very often in the wrong job, isn't he? He shouldn't be in charge. He should be the chief scientist um, in all of these
0: companies. Except that the, the, the person who stops things happening most is the managing director. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's good to have – and I understand a lot of what's happening is attempting to make X into – I think it's called Weibo, the Chinese version, where everything is done using the one application. So he's focusing more on that. But that's a mistake. I mean, things like naming it to X, for God's sake, Twitter was a good little name. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, no argument about mistakes and errors like that. Um, but We see the, that he was called X because that was his first bank. You know, that became
1: was called X. So he's, uh,
0: it's ego. That's when you come into saying (laughs) a certain amount of ego um, is unavoidable uh, Mm. when you lead the entrepreneurial life. And that comes back to partly, you know, what are entrepreneurs like as people? They tend to be, you know, uh, hexagonal blocks as people who're trying to fit into squares or circles. And you're just in an uncomfortable fit and you go out and do your own thing. Um, and then that means your same personality traits that we make you an entrepreneur can also make you sometimes uh, a, a bit of a, a quirky manager, and certainly changing Twitter to X. I mean, you know, that's just him saying, I made X in the first place. I'm going to, you know, X is going to be my symbol. There may be some other weird little reason that comes out of the Asperger side of his brain. We'll know. Maybe we'll know one day. But, yeah, that's that to me, uh, you know, not his finest hour. But the finest hours are in manufacturing and we need that desperately. And and uh, he's compared to her what the other billionaires have spent their money on, um, you know, Facebook, Meta, um Amazon, all useful um, – I hate Facebook, as you know, but they're all useful within the realms of of, of social media and so on. But nothing that transforms the nature of our actual physical existence. And as much as people try to say we're moving to a virtual world, if we're in a virtual world, no physical stuff, we're going to die in 38 hours. So, um, you know, it's – it's it's crazy to – Well, perhaps we'll be uh, living
1: on Mars uh, in a virtual environment that is just like living in, you know, somewhere quite pleasant in the well, UK. Well, again,
0: if an engineer is doing this sort of stuff, at some point somebody says, what's the livability of this device? Okay, how long can you live there? What's the mental so – That's why the engineers try to work out the parameters that makes life possible. Economists assume they already exist. All right. A good point to leave it on, I think. I don't know if it was, <laughs> it was solved anything at all.
1: I mean, we didn't talk about, you know, his politics. I mean, he's a, he is a strong libertarian, of course, you know, and I always see. Yeah,
0: that, that, that I, I see. It, it's, it's, it's libertarians like libertarians attacking... I see as
1: being a polite way of saying, you know, well, people are able to make their own choices irrespective of the impact it has yeah, on anyone well, else. Th-
0: th- and then th- that particular point, I mean, this is, I think it's a, a nature of, again, becoming wealthy. Who's going to attack you, the left or the right? And I uh, have enough attacks from the left after a while. I can see that pushing somebody's politics in a right-wing direction. It's un- it's unfortunately part of the territory. Yeah, unless you've got a broader view
1: and you actually think, well, why are they attacking me? But um,
0: you know. Yeah, and that's what should happen, but um, you know, mm. it doesn't, unfortunately. All right,
1: very good. So, uh, are you as much of a fanboy now as you were, say, five years ago, or
0: have you changed your tune a little bit? Oh, I'm just aware of his quirks, and like, um, yes, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of, of what he's attempting to achieve. When he, I saw him asked on the show once, you know, why, why uh, SpaceX and why our electric vehicles? He said, well, it's obvious. We've got to get off the planet. We've got to stop consuming fossil fuels now that 's not saying i 'm going to make a large amount of money out of this, so this is a market niche that I can see, so what I see is driving him in and this is going to sound weird because he 's the wealthiest person on the earth, and you just said he doesn 't have altru- he 's not doing any charity but that 's the ultimate altruism to make your decisions about what to do with your money based on what humanity needs rather than what you think is going to turn a profit right from. well, we will leave it there for now, and we 'll see what people say Where okay. are you listening
1: to this leave, com- leave comments yeah. would you know would you would you rather live on Mars or rather not live at all? You you know what Steve's thinking, and I you know what I'm thinking. I would rather not live at all, but then you know, I I apply the same thing to living in Chicago. So um, you know, Mars is a long call for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, tell us what you think, and we'll be back again for another one next week. Thanks, Steve. Good night, bye. The
0: Debunking Economics Podcast.